Live by every word. That is the challenge and the opportunity the Bible gives to you. This program examines the actual words that have proceeded out of the mouth of God Himself so we can use them to guide our paths and live by them in our everyday lives. This is Live by Every Word. Thanks for joining me today here on Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. This is Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG, and we're online at kpcg.fm and have a live link at thetrumpet.com as well. Why did Jesus Christ come to this earth the first time? He accomplished a lot, of course, in his short physical life. And notice this quote. This is from Lesson 11 of the Herbert W. Armstrong College Bible Correspondence Course. It's a free Bible correspondence course, and you can sign up for it at thetrumpet.com. It says, One reason Christ came to earth was to teach humanity the way to world peace, happiness, and prosperity. But more importantly, Jesus Christ came to reveal the way to receive God's gift of eternal life. He came to make the precious gift of the Holy Spirit available to those whom God would call to repentance. So that's an important reason that Jesus Christ came the first time. Notice this passage here in John 7. If you have a Bible handy, you could get it out and we could look at these scriptures together. Notice John 7, we'll read verses 38 and 39. It says, He that believes on me, this is Jesus Christ speaking, as the scripture has said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. In verse 39, but this spoke he of the Spirit, which they that believe on him should receive, for the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because that Jesus was not yet glorified. So we see the Holy Spirit couldn't be given until Jesus Christ was glorified. And we must receive God's Spirit to eventually enter the kingdom of God. That's the only way that that is possible. God's Spirit is essential. Why is it that we have to receive God's Spirit to eventually be born into the kingdom and family of God? Notice again the correspondence course. This is uh, Lesson 11. It says, Because... It is only through God's Spirit that we can develop the perfect, holy, and righteous character of God in this life and be resurrected to glorious eternal life in God's family at Christ's return. We can't do anything spiritual without God's Spirit. We don't have it within ourselves. And that's a hard concept for people to understand. They feel, in a lot of cases, like, well, they, they can do some good things and and maybe on a human level that would be true, but when it comes to the character of God, that only comes from God's Spirit. It only comes from God's Spirit. It's the way God thinks and acts and lives, and that comes from God. It doesn't come from anywhere else. So without God's Spirit, a person cannot develop the character of God. Because simply, the character of God only comes from God, and it comes from the power of his spirit. Now, Jesus taught his disciples for three and a half years and then offered himself as the ultimate sacrifice for sin. But the apostles that he taught would need help after Christ was no longer with them physically. They would need help to go forward and do his work. Notice this again from the correspondence course. 
It says, these men would have to carry an unpopular gospel to a hostile world. They would have to face years of persecution, ridicule, and finally, for most, even martyrdom. The apostles would need strength, encouragement, and wisdom. They would need the love, patience, and endurance to follow in Christ's steps and carry out his commission to preach the gospel he proclaimed. Further, it says the apostles would also need to recall the lessons taught to them by Christ during his earthly ministry. As generally unlearned men, they needed wisdom to face the philosophers, scholars, and intellectuals of their day. They needed faith and courage to confront the seething hostility of religious leaders who would attempt to stamp out the Church of God. And we have a free book at thetrumpet.com on the true history of God's true church, and it talks about the history and what these men faced. How could they face that? How could they do God's work? Well, they had to have the power of God's Spirit. God's Spirit empowered the apostles. And notice the fruits that come from using God's Spirit. What, what did they do? What did they produce? Well, Galatians 5 shows us. Let's look at Galatians 5. These are the fruits of God's Holy Spirit. Galatians 5, verses 22 through 25. We'll read those passages. It says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love, talking about God's love, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such there is no law. And they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So this is how the apostles walked. They walked in the Spirit. They produced fruits of God's Spirit. They lived in a way that uh, was according to God's law and to his love. And that is the love of God that we keep his commandments. And they had joy and they had peace and they had long-suffering and they needed that. They they had gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness, temperance, self-control. They had all of those things. Now, again, they weren't perfect people. They they had to grow and overcome and, and develop, but they were developing in that way and walking in the Spirit, as it says here in Galatians. But it was by the power of God's Spirit. That's the only way they could do that work. They could not have done it any other way. It took the Spirit of God to do it. And so God gave his Spirit. After we read, you know, after Christ was glorified, the Spirit was given on that Pentecost after Christ's crucifixion and resurrection and being accepted as a sacrifice and glorified. Then God's Spirit was given to his apostles and also to those that were called to help the apostles carry out God's work. God's Spirit is offered to all those who God calls today. God has to do the calling. John 6 and verse 44 says that. So people can't just decide to uh, go get the Spirit of God and, and live that way. God has to call them, and they have to accept that calling. And then God does offer his Spirit to those people under certain conditions. And we see that here in Acts 2. This is the history of that first Pentecost after the death and then resurrection and glorification of Jesus Christ. Acts 2, and we'll read verses 38 and 39. 
this, of course, just breaking into the, the history here, but, uh, you know, Peter delivered this powerful sermon, and some mocked it and laughed at it, but those that God was calling, it really did prick their hearts. They really did feel that they needed to do something different. They realized, we've got to make a change. What, what do we do? How do we, how do we change? What do we, what do we do going forward? And so Peter gives them the answer, verse 38, Acts 2 and verse 38. Then Peter said unto them, repent and be baptized. Every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Verse 39, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So again, we understand there that God has to do the calling. God has to do the calling. And then when somebody is called, they need to repent and be baptized. And as it says there, then they will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. And they were to walk in the Spirit. As Galatians 5 points out, and we just read that, we're to walk that way. Let the Spirit direct us and lead us, follow God's lead, and produce fruits of the Holy Spirit, which is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance, as listed there in Galatians 5. Nothing can be done to develop the character of God without using the power of God's Spirit. Because it's God's character. It comes from God. And we need that in us. Philippians 2 and verse 5 says, Let this mind be in you, that of Christ Jesus. That's the mind that has to be directing us, that has to be leading us, and that is through the power of God's Spirit. The correspondence course says, You, again, talking to those who are being called by God, It says, you can have the power that will enable you to live the way of life leading to peace, happiness, and eternal life in God's kingdom. But this power can come only from above, from God in heaven, not from within you or from around you. See, the common misunderstanding is that way down deep inside, people are good people. But that's exactly opposite to what the Bible teaches, right? The Bible teaches that people actually have a wicked heart. Jeremiah talks about that. The, the deeper you dig down into the carnal heart, the, well, the more wicked it is. The goodness, the, the, the character, the faith, the love, the long-suffering, the gentleness, all that, that is of God, all of that comes through the power of his Holy Spirit. That's the only way that that can come, and the only way we can develop the character of God is by using the power of God's Spirit and following His direction. This power can only come from above, from God, not from anywhere else. Notice James 1 and verse 17. Just to prove that point, James 1 and verse 17, it says, Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above. And comes down from the Father of lights, with whom is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. God's Spirit only comes from God. And it's a gift that he gives to those who he's calling, and then they repent and are baptized. 
correspondence course says, God stands ready to impart spiritual strength and understanding through the gift of his Holy Spirit. And we get spiritual strength and understanding if we will only comply with the conditions outlined in his word. The Holy Spirit is indeed the key to the spiritual blessings of God. It is the only ingredient that will bring us God's love, joy, and peace in this life and for all eternity. There's no other way to do it. And man searches long and they really look and try to figure out how to have those things apart from God and it never works. It doesn't work. You know, a lot of people would think, well, if I get a certain amount of money or success or whatever the case might be, that that would give me this joy and this happiness. But it doesn't. Joy and, and that peace, it only comes through the power of God's Spirit. Those other things then are blessings, you know, you know, uh, having our needs provided for and so forth. Those are added blessings, but God's Spirit is the key to the spiritual blessings of God. The Spirit of God is the power of God. Notice Jeremiah 32 and verse 17. It says, Ah, Lord God, behold, you have made the heaven and the earth by your great power and stretched out arm, and there is nothing too hard for you. So when we look around, even at the physical creation, well, it was made by the power of God. He made that. So, of course, we don't worship the creation. We're to worship the creator. God is the one that has created these things by the power of his Holy Spirit. It's an amazing power. And what is that power like? What is that power like? We'll notice Psalm 99 and verse 9. Psalm 99 and verse 9. It says, Exalt the eternal our God and worship at his holy hill, for the eternal our God is holy. He's holy. Correspondence course says the word holy as used in Psalm 99.9, means pure of heart or free from sin. The two beings presently composing the God family, that would be God the Father and Jesus Christ, have a sinless, holy, spiritual attitude in mind. The Holy Spirit, therefore, expresses the very mind and character of God. So, when there's negativity, when there's lawlessness, Rebellion, that doesn't come from God. That doesn't come from God because God is holy. He's holy. He's free of sin. And the Holy Spirit, as we read, expresses the very mind and character of God. You think about those fruits of the Holy Spirit. That's God's mind. Again, Philippians 2.5, let this mind be in you, that of Christ Jesus. That's the power of God working with those that he's called and they have repented and been baptized. It's leading them in that direction. And then they have to choose to follow it, to follow that direction. But there's no sin there with God. He's holy and he's perfect. So I think you can begin to see why we can't develop God's character on our own. Because only God is holy. That's, that's the only source of holiness and righteousness. Only God's attitude and thinking is pure. And we need God's spirit to give our minds God's thinking and attitude. We need to let that mind be in us, that mind of Christ. We can only become like God if we have and use his Holy Spirit. Because only God is holy. 
And again, as we read, we can't draw that out from deep inside of us or pull it in from, you know, another person or something like that. It has to come from God's spirit. That's the only way we can develop that character of God. That's the only way. We've referenced it a few times, but let's go over there and look at Philippians 2 and verse 5. We need that mind in us through the power of God's Holy Spirit. It's not, it's not from man, it's from God. Philippians 2 and verse 5. Let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. That's the way that we need to be thinking. And that's only possible with God's Spirit. We need the Spirit of God to develop the character of God and then have those fruits in our lives that we read about in Galatians 5. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, and temperance. To develop the character of God, it is essential that we have and use God's Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about God's Spirit, you can request this correspondence course lesson. It's lesson 11, and we recommend, of course, that you sign up for the entire course. There's a lot to learn when we look at God's Word. That's all the time we have for today on this edition of Live by Every Word. I'm Dwight Falk. Thank you for spending some of your time with me. Until next time, let's all strive to more perfectly live by every word of God. You've been listening to Live by Every Word on Trumpet Radio 101.3 KPCG and online at kpcg.fm and thetrumpet.com.